Captain Hales stood over the shattered body of a Ruhold. The upper half of the body was smeared across the desert in a congealed black mass that stank of rust, the still intact leg and hip armor twitching every few seconds. A wrecked Ruhold fighter pinged as it bled heat into the already sweltering air. Hale turned his head to a line of doughboy corpses laid out next to a distant bunker. A pair of marines behind him had rifles in hand, held low but ready to fight. Cortaro scanned the horizon as Orozco shifted his boots against the packed earth. Egan, Standish, and Bailey were alive when the Ruhald took them? Hale asked. Roger, sir. Orozco nodded emphatically. I saw them get frog-marched into the transport. Didn't seem hurt. None of them opened fire on the Ruhald? Just the doughboys? They were trying to help whatever was flying that thing. Orozco motioned to the downed fighter with the muzzle of his rifle. It all happened too fast. Doughboys saw the aliens and went berserk. I tried to keep them back, but... Why would they take our marines and leave their dead behind? Cortaro asked. Orozco said this dead one looked important when the shuttle set down. Hard to understand a new species you just met, Hale said. Killing one of their leaders, or any of them, probably isn't the best way to say hello. No word from the Ruhald since the stand-down order? Nothing new, sir, Cortaro said. Couple of eagles got in a scrape with their fighters over St. George a few hours ago. Ruhald repeated their no airborne craft, no hostile axe warning again. A wall of shadows swept across the desert floor. Hale looked up as a Ruhald battlecruiser blocked the sun. Lines of arrowhead-shaped fighters flew tight circles around the angular ship. Light smeared across its underside, a telltale sign of energy shielding. You ever been in a fight without air superiority, First Sergeant? Hale asked. Cortaro ran a palm over his side, where Hale knew the Marine had a long patch of scar tissue. Sumatra, back when I was a buck, Sergeant. Bad couple of days. An IR channel in Hale's helmet hissed to life. Roughneck 6, this is Phoenix Actual. Return to base immediately, code Gamma, said the commander of the defenders in and around Earth's capital. Moving, Hale replied, then cut the transmission. For Sergeant, Phoenix reports enemy contact. We need to get back. Hale looked up at the alien ship again. What the hell do they want? He thought. The Crucible's heart no longer belonged to humanity. Most of the workstations, chairs, and computers installed over the years-long occupancy had been ripped out and tossed into a mound against the control center's outer wall. The tiers of dull basalt rings were as bare as the Zaros builders intended, all but the glowing probe in the bottom tier. Bastion's probe floated within a thin force field its normally smooth texture fraying around the edges. Square panels cluttered the space around the probe, each projecting thin holographic lines of alien text. All the panels connected to one of three evenly sized boxes rimmed with frost. 
Prefect Ordona floated between the holofields, his metal encounter suit boasting several mechanical arms connected to wide shoulders. His head was an overturned bucket with a thin red vision slit. Arms reached into the holofields, tweaking code. Ordona's head swiveled around, watching the effect of his changes on the bastion probe. One of the panels flickered and died with an electric snap. Claw-tipped hands snapped in annoyance. That was the fourth failure in the last several hours, likely due to yet another power surge from the Crucible's faulty systems. Doors on the uppermost level opened and a Ruhold stomped down the steps, too wide and too tall for a normal-sized human. This Ruhold bore a diagram of his species' home system across his armored chest. The flesh within his clear helmet was milky white, a sign of advanced age according to Ordona's records. I render appropriate greetings, Septon Yaria said. Indeed you do, Ordona said, continuing his work. The occupation of Earth is complete. All surviving cities have at least one battlecruiser monitor. The humans were disciplined for breaching the no-fly order several times, all within the first hour of our restrictions. Ordona twisted his head around to regard the Septon. This is irrelevant to our purposes, Ordona said. What of the Omnium Reactor, the procedural technology? The reactor is well defended. Human warriors and their slaves repelled our initial assault. They've used the reactor to bolster their defenses. I sense hesitation. Provide your excuse for our delayed success. Yaria stepped carefully around the panels and peered into the force field holding the probe. Her Highness considers the lives of each of her children as jewels beyond price. Ruhald lives are my responsibility. I could overwhelm those defending the Omnium Reactor, but it would be a massacre. My troops are not air breathers. Fighting in such conditions is difficult for us. We've much to learn. Sacrifices must be made, Ordona said. The fate of the least of your species is irrelevant to our mission. It is relevant to her. It is relevant to me. Perhaps you can explain why you do not have full control over this station.